This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. When the rain finally started to fall, about 5 p.m. on Sunday, October 23rd, Cortez Island had received almost no precipitation for 97 days. The rain chart at the Cortez Island School shows that about 3.5 millimeters of rain fell overnight, and I can hear the drizzle continuing to fall on my roof early Monday morning. Hopefully light rains will continue to soften up the soil before we receive a downpour. The 2022 drought is worse than people think. It's worse than scientists predicted, and its impacts up and down the coast are a lot worse than I had even feared when I started researching it. Said Forrest Berman Hatch, author of Foci Report, Climate Change and Drought. I'm doing it on behalf of Friends of Cortez Island Society, but I'm a member of a research group at Simon Fraser called Reset that studies global health in relation to climate change. The opening paragraph states, quote, Cortez Island has been in a level 5 drought. According to BC's Drought and Water Scarcity Response Plan, level 5 droughts bring adverse impacts to socioeconomic or ecosystem values, which are almost certain impacts can include the drying of shallow wells and wetlands, increased risk of wildfires, and drying of streams during salmon spawning season. The plan recommends local water restrictions be put in place at stage 5 and warns regulatory action and even emergency response to be possible." The science is fairly certain that climate change causes droughts, as certain as we can be. The IPCC report says that more droughts will come as a result of climate change and they will be more severe. We had a student at SFU do climate modeling for Cortez. And what really concerned me was that the 2022 drought is both longer and hotter and drier than was predicted for the year 2025 under a climate model that uses the precautionary approach. The climate model was designed to find the results that are hopefully worse than we expect, such as Simon Donner at the University of British Columbia. He talks about how climate modeling is really good for averages. We're fairly accurate, but they fail to capture the extreme weather events that take place. For instance, the heat dome last year was also quite a bit worse than scientists had predicted the effects of climate change would be within this decade. So when we talk about climate adaptation planning, we need to remember that the models are good guidelines, but the extreme weather events may actually be worse than they predict. In your summary, you said that the 2022 drought is both considerably worse and longer than historic averages. But what about the extremes? Is this the worst on record in terms of a drought? It's certainly the longest. Worst is hard to say. This is a level five drought, which is the highest level in BC's scale. It's only the second time since we have been recording drought data that we've hit level five. And the first time was last year. So that's a pretty concerning trend. Last year during the heat dome, we experienced higher temperatures than we experienced in this drought. So it may have done more damage than this drought. Certainly the human impacts are pretty high. Over 600 people died. This drought is longer and drier, but less hot. It's the longest. In some places, we have over 100 years of weather data on the West Coast, and this is the longest drought in that time period. It's certainly the longest since we've had weather data for Cortez and Quadra Island. In 2016, the University of Victoria did a study from tree rings, which showed 16 droughts since 1654 that were worse than anything in the instrumental record. I looked at the study. I read your piece on it. I thought it was really interesting. 
And I think what that shows is that droughts are a naturally occurring phenomenon in BC. We know and they can perhaps be worse than in recorded history. The really concerning trend is issues of land use, like deforestation that dries the soil, compounded with the effects of rising global temperatures and less rain in the summer that's caused by climate change means that these naturally occurring droughts will be just far worse for both ecosystems and for people than we have seen in the past. That's exactly what the scientist Dr. Coulthard, who authored that study, said. Her greatest concern when looking at the triggering data is what these mega droughts would look like when affected by climate change. What's making these droughts far worse than they would otherwise be is carbon emissions going into the atmosphere and smothering the earth like a blanket, the emissions from the fossil fuel industries in particular. We need to mitigate the effects of climate change. This is what a drought looks like at 1.1 degrees of warming. We're predicted to pass 1.5 degrees of warming earlier than 2040, at which point large swaths of the earth will be uninhabitable and drought will be significantly worse. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to speak to governments and ask them to make meaningful climate action. I think what the drought shows is that climate change is also already here and we have to have an adaptation and resiliency plan for our community. And that's what FOCI is undertaking right now. I'm a big believer in something that Edward Abbey said, which is that sentiment without action is the ruin of the soul. When you're thinking about climate change, thinking about these issues and not doing anything, you can start to feel really powerless. But by acting on them, by planning, we can we can reclaim our agency in this crisis. So there's lots of things we can do and things that are already being done on Cortez. There's so much local knowledge in our community. Really amazing. So when I'm doing this research, I can talk to people like Miranda Cross and Christine who have so much knowledge and there's so many out there. And I'd point to the Dillon Creek Wetland Restoration Project at Linnea. That's something we can do. Wetlands retain water in our watershed, which is exactly what we need in a drought. They also mitigate the effects of wildfires and droughts and they sequester carbon. And we can also reinforce the banks of salmon-bearing streams and to guard against erosion. There's lots of actions we should take. We should also take lessons from places like California that have been dealing with droughts for far longer than us. Those communities have thresholds where they say, oh, if it hasn't rained for this many days, then we should have water restrictions. We should divert water to crucial ecosystem services such as salmon streams or to the most important crops in our community. I think... What we need is a planning process, and that's exactly what FOCI is taking on. Did you want to say anything more about FOCI's climate change adaption, resilience, and mitigation planning process? We're doing preliminary research and identifying areas of concern. We conducted a risk assessment for the island, and a student at SFU did some really great climate modeling and prediction stuff that we can work with when we're analyzing areas of concern. We're looking for people to get involved and we're going to be reaching out to the community to do interviews with knowledge holders. And if anyone listening would like more information or get involved, they can email me. It's forest.j.bh at gmail.com or reach out to FOCI directly. What will happen on Cortez when the rain comes? Predictions, good and bad, expectations? Well, what we want is gentle rain. The thing about drought is it hardens the soils and it makes it so that water runs off the top as if the soil was concrete rather than soak down into our aquifers, which is what we need. Some of the most damage in a drought can be done when the rain comes. You see 
flooding occurring and crashing into streams and rivers, causing large-scale erosion is a serious concern. Another concern issue that can occur is if it rains and then stops raining again. That's what happened up in Heltzik territory in the Niskas River. It rained enough for salmon to enter the stream and then dried again. 65,000 salmon died in the Niskas River. Really, really horrifying scenes in the video footage there. That's what occurred with the landslides a year ago on the highway in the interior of British Columbia. It's the soil gets really dry. And then when the rain does come, it runs off the top as if it was concrete and can cause massive landslides, erosion or flash floods. And flash floods are usually an urban phenomenon. You usually see them running over literally concrete where the water can't soak into the soil at all. But after a drought, the soil acts like that. So, but with gentle rain, we will see aquifers recharge, wells will fill up again and Hopefully we'll see some of that and some of the greenery return. In summation, the 2022 drought is what the world looks like in climate change at 1.1 degrees of warming. The situation is going to get worse and we need to mitigate its effects and adapt. I just want to emphasize the importance of connecting the dots between the drought and climate change. This is what climate change looks like at this current moment, and it's going to be easier and easier to disassociate these extreme weather events and start to think of them as normal. This is not normal. You've been listening to an interview with Forrest Berman Hatch, author of Foci Report, Climate Change and Drought. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.